Welcome back to this episode of Disruptive Dialogues on the Future of Religion. I'm Troy Shepard, a business entrepreneur, an app developer, and researcher on cultural trends related to religion and community. And I'm Heidi Campbell, your co-host, professor of communication at Texas A&M University, where I study the intersection of religion, media, and digital technology. The podcast, Disruptive Dialogues on the Future of Religion, aims to provide tools for conversation about how religion is being affected by society in the 21st century. Today we have the privilege of interviewing Dr. Florian Holm. He's on the theology faculty at Humboldt University in Berlin, Germany. And we're going to be talking to him about his new essay, The Vision After, Impulses for a Theological Agenda for the Church After the Coronavirus. This essay is part of a new ebook project that's entitled Digital Ecclesiology, A Global Conversation that is exploring the relationship between technology of the church and the theological perspective at this time. And the book is edited and produced by my co-host, Heidi Campbell. Uh, should be available August 2020. We'll put a link in the description for easy access. appreciated about your contribution in the um, the collection because you're kind of really speaking as that kind of both an educator and as someone kind of interested in the public connection of, of the church and society and also giving kind of both the kind of a, a broad perspective as well as kind of fr speaking from the German context so could you in like two to three sh in, you know short sentences sum up what was the core argument that you were trying to make in your essay um, my, um, the argument I'm trying to make in my essay is the, uh, is the following. I have the feeling that particularly in the corona crisis, but also in other circumstances, we tend to talk about um, like single small phenomena. We talk about um, who, is, um, who is allowed to participate in Eucharist or how should the Eucharist liturgy look like. Or we talk about how can this um, social project be improved Oh, um, um, we talk about how should a good sermon look like and how can that be communicated digitally. And my thesis and my intention is to broaden the horizon a little um, um, and to see a little more than this single phenomenon, to ask for a, for a larger vision, for a bigger vision, a vision for the church, but also a vision for the church and its responsibility um, in society, because I think it's it's that vision which informs how we perform perform a worship service. It informs how we pray and what we pray for. It informs to with whom we gather and with whom we are not gathering, and Ooh. all that. And so I think we need to talk about that vision because that can help us um, to to avoid wrong conflicts and to have. The, the right conflicts, namely the conflicts about the vision. Um, my, my vision, uh, I think a, a good theological vision of the future of the church is the vision of um, Christian communities that are involved in society and take um, social responsibility in society on the level of helping people in need, but also on the level of um, giving those people in need a place to raise their own voice politically. Mm. That's, that's the, the, the vision I have. And if, if you have this vision which includes like social goods and common goods, inform um, your agenda and inform your liturgy, it makes a difference 
in the in the corona crisis we had um, people who were arguing against um the the lockdown in germany many uh, the, the, the services um uh, sunday services didn't take place in, during the lockdown um because the state had uh, forbidden gatherings so that included worship services as well as well and both churches and particularly the protestant church said we are okay with that um, we want to take care um, for for the health of the people particularly for those most in need so we stopped the services and we find other ways of having worship services that do not need physical presence but can have like digitally mediated presence or other forms of presence and there was a lot of criticism for that saying that the church too willing willingly um, was obedient to the commandment of the state so to say and i don't think that's that's a matter of vision because and mm -hmm. um, what's what's the vision beyond saying you need to offer worship services and eucharist even if that threatens the the this worldly health of people and that's, that must be a vision that's focused more on the afterlife than it is focused on this life. And I think we need a discussion about that because in that discussion we can say that uh, a good theological vision of, for the future does not only work with an, with an afterlife. Dietrich Bonhoeffer once beautifully said that if you, stand, if you do not stand with both feet on this earth, you can't stand with both feet in heaven. And it is this, this worldliness, the care for this world, that, that I think needs to be part of the vision and that it needs to include the, the, the least fortunate, the poorest, and think the vision from, from their perspective. So looking back at your essay, like what would be the like, one point you think that you felt strongly about then and you feel like either it's an issue or question that still needs to be asked and explored, explored by the church and theologians? Yeah, I think the, the question that theology and particularly also the church and church leaders and practitioners and everybody needs to focus more on is the question for a, a vision for the material and social future in this world. I think we, um, we as Christians sometimes have a quite vivid imagination of the afterlife, but not of the this worldly future and the materiality in there, the promise for this life, what might happen tomorrow or in five weeks, a, the a theologically, a theological, a Christian promise for that. That's what we need to talk about. What's the promise that we have for this life? Because I think that's a, that, uh, that's, um, that's a topic that's at present often like, the people who talk a lot about the material future is, um, like the prosper prosperity gospel movement. They have a very strong promise for this world's future. But I think one that is not really combinable with the narratives and stories of the Bible, that I don't talk that much about material wealth, but talk about wealth and relationships and inclusivity with poor people and sick people and so on. 
So I think that what, 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 what theology and the church needs to talk about is a vision for this worldly future that we can preach. And that gives the, the right and, and a good horizon for also talking about how to, how to deal with digital technologies, because that gives me an orientation for what do I do with computers, smartphones, and all the software possibilities that we have. So the last two questions I have for you relate to kind of themes in the, the book. So at the conclusion of the book, I, I talk about these are some kind of key findings that a lot of the authors kind of claim. And so I want you to kind of react to see to what extent you agree or, or disagree with this. Um, so, you know, one of the claims that we found that was consistent was how the church has always adapted to cultural change. So during this pandemic, you know, churches have had to make decisions about, you know, kind of physically gathering about kind of what worship is, what, you know, how do we replicate that in digital. So to what extent has this the pandemic been just one of these motion uh, moments of cultural adaptation of the church, or has it been something different, you know? So to what, do you agree the church is just adapting to a new cultural context, or has it been something unique that you see in this context of the adaptation that's had to take place? Um, I think the, the church, uh, and I very much agree with you on that, I think the church has always adapted to cultural change. And that's, that's an okay thing, because we as humans and Christians can't help to do that. But I also do think that the church has sometimes been like the engine of cultural change, not only adapted to cultural change, but started cultural change. And... Um, put ideas forward that are now common ideas in society. Um, what is, what is um, I, I, I might, I think it's maybe a little too, too, too early to, to look back on the crisis and see what's, uh, what's new in this crisis because we are still in the middle, I, I fear to say we are still in the middle of it, so we don't know what's, what's going to be the, the, the aftermath of this uh, crisis. What uh, seems, uh, what might be new so far is something that I can only say for the, uh, the church in Germany, in the German context. It hits the church in a moment where already many people left the church mm -hmm. and, and only in few areas digital technologies have been used. So what's new about this crisis is that it has in, in a very short time brought many people to, to think about how to use digital technologies and to uh, rethink the situation of being not a majority church anymore, but leaning more towards being a minority church. Okay. And my last um, question for reflection is that one of the findings we found that the COVID crisis has really called um, for churches to re-examine some kind of basic concepts. And there's been also some new concepts that emerged, you know, the idea of what is a digital church or what is a digital community and how do we actually build that or facilitate that? How is that different from, you know, our traditional understandings? So how has your understanding about the idea of faith community or community and the church changed or been altered in any way because of this crisis, both either on a personal level or even theologically? How are you thinking different about the ideas of community or church? I will answer that on a personal level, because on a personal level, I can say the, say the both points that are important to me in there. I think um, the, the COVID crisis has not only 
help the church to rethink concepts, but it also has the potential to help the church to see its, the treasures in its own traditions and to see the, 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 the value in, in, in ideas and words and social forms. So for instance, on a personal level, in the COVID crisis, I learned how much I miss worship services in physical presence. Even though I must confess, I'm not always attending them when they were possible, I really started to miss them when I couldn't attend them. And I learned that other traditions are extremely valuable, like the, um, the bells in a church tower that ring at 12 o'clock and at 6 o'clock. Um, I reheard that sound as a, as, a, as, a, as a sound of solidarity and community in a way, and as, as, as part of spirituality in a way that I hadn't experienced it so far. So what a crisis like this can do, also do, I think, is to help one find things that are already there. And I'm excited to see what, what new things churches and Christian communities find due to this crisis, like new ways to connect digitally all over the world, for instance. Well, thank you so much for talking about your essay and the digital ecclesiology book. Um, I'm really looking forward to see kind of how others people react to what you have to say. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for the great questions and for the opportunity to, to, to write that essay. Thank you. Florian's interview really um, provocative so he got me thinking a lot of different directions I loved how he shared kind of personal stories as well as kind of his theological reflection um, but this idea about how the pandemic really kind of challenged the church or challenges the church to think about the materiality and the social context um, yeah. it, it reminds me of um, when I was in youth group as, as a young person there was this quote on the wall that said some Christians are so heavenly minded they're no earthly good you know and and it kind of evokes the idea that sometimes as a Christians we're thinking so much of the hereafter or the future mm -hmm. um, that we just treat the the moment the per current moment as just something that's disposable it's, it's not really important it's, it's where we're going not just where we are right. but the church is supposed to be embodied in the world in the moment but it's a networked context and the pandemic really reflected on you know what does it really mean to be church and you know what is it about this the social context that's not just causing us to change our practice but may need to enliven how we see what church is and mm. and understand it in a theological way right well what did you find interesting about what florin had to say yeah i think like if we look at the church from pre-pandemic and we kind of focus on, you know, how was the church influencing culture or, uh, as he called it, you know, the engine for cultural change. Um, when we look at, like Florian said, one of the things he misses or he longs for now uh, during the pandemic, uh, to me, you look at that and go, okay, why are we, why are we longing or missing some of these things? And if, if we focus on what is the church doing to, to drive or to be a, a cultural influencer? Um, are, are these longings that we're having, are they being addressed uh, by the church? Uh, so sometimes these, these, um, these questions that we have, we can actually look back and go, okay, how does the church become 
a cultural changer, an influencer, a leader in these areas. Uh, now that we're you know, six months into the pandemic or so, uh, some of the things that, that surface to my mind are there is a vast array of influence the church can have on culture. Some of it is, if we look at the digital realm, there are a lot of options here. But it takes a mindset change for the church to really start engaging uh, with some of these platforms. And how are they going to do that? And, 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 and what are the options and, and the possibilities with this? So those are some of the things that kind of came on mind. Well, if you found um, uh, Florian Holmes' essay and the conversation provocative, I encourage you to uh, download a free copy of the uh, ebook, um, Digital Ecclesiology, A Global Conversation. Um, and you'll hear many authors from other parts of the world kind of echoing some of his arguments and his, call, his calls to the church, and also some you know, come interesting variations depending on the context. So thank you for um, joining us for this podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.